Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the number one daily sports news podcast in the country, The Scorecard. I'm Brett Thomas, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Thursday, September 14. Today, an AFL tribunal shake-up on the way. The NRL take on gymnastics by introducing backflips, and we break down the doping ban handed to a Grand Slam tennis champion. But first... The biggest question mark hanging over the Demons ahead of tomorrow night's sudden death semi-final against Carlton is how do they score enough points to win? Either we all score or no one scores. Melbourne's lack of options in attack have been an issue all season and this week is no exception. Jacob Van Royen is barely of legal age anyway, but the young key forward has been ruled out due to suspension. Harrison Petty is done for the year due to injury. Tom McDonald is barely setting the world alight. And then there's a couple of underwhelming options in the VFL. Ben Brown's hardly been cited for two months and Brody Grundy has never been able to offer much up forward and his partnership with Max Gorn in the ruck proved to be a disaster and is likely to be traded after just one season. So the Ds may have to get creative and a couple of former All-Australians in Dale Thomas and Lee Montagna have come up with a solution. They have to change something and I think if you do that, if you're Melbourne, you're looking at a Christian Petrarca who is like a Dustin Martin yep. and I would be looking at how the Tigers play Dustin Martin exclusively send him to the goal screen and say, Christian, see what the defence wants to do. Yeah, I agree. Petrarca needs to spend more more forward, play more forward. They can always bring him in the midfield if the game's drifting away, but you've got Viney. That's Daisy and Joey on Triple M's Midweek Rub, which you can find on the listener app. The AFL Tribunal is set for a shake-up after the Braden Maynard drama that has hijacked AFL news this week. The Tribunal sensationally cleared the Magpies defender despite all the talk about protecting the head. He's attempted smother and then bump, knocked out D's midfielder Angus Brayshaw cold for two minutes. The AFL opted not to appeal that decision but has committed to looking at further rule changes to ensure that situation can be avoided. Footy newsbreaker Damien Barrett says it's long overdue. The whole judiciary system in my eyes needs to be sharpened up really hard. I'd remove one of the tribunals as well and I'd make Laura Kane be the person who represents the decisions to the public each time. And therefore you remove Michael Christian and I think you then get the chance to remove the appeals tribunal. Backflips are usually associated with gymnastics, but Daly Cherry Evans pulled off the greatest flip in NRL history eight years ago when he turned his back on the Gold Coast Titans and a $5 million deal to double his money and stay at Manly. Let's get into the uncomfortable stuff, brother. Yeah. Okay, now, uh, what was going through your mind as you picked up the phone yesterday to inform Titans coach Neil Henry that you're backflipping on the deal? Mate, that, that was... Um that was nerve-wracking. That was seriously the hardest part of my day yesterday. That was Matty Johns interviewing DCE on Triple M back in 2015. You gave me your word. Well, we're about to go back to those days after the NRL introduced a new backflip rule with immediate effect. It allows clubs 10 days to match offers from rivals for their star players who can then opt to change their mind and stay where they are. League legend Wendell Saylor suspects it's just designed to keep transfer news hot on the minds of fans for longer. I think if you sign a contract, your decision's made then, you know. I know some players have done it. I mean, Cherry Evans obviously done it. And even like White, never thought that White in my backflip. Look, a little bit of feet, I reckon, in and around it. 
huge breaking news to bring you because Simona Halep has been banned for four years for anti-doping rule violations. Uh, this is from the International Tennis Integrity Agency. A two-time Grand Slam winner and a runner-up at the Aussie Open. I've always been a big fan of Simona Halep's, but the evidence that's led to her four-year doping ban on face value seems pretty damning, despite her vows to appeal. The former world number one tested positive for the use of Roxadustat at last year's US Open. Dust. It's actually very low, in fact. <laughs> so you can have as much dust as you like. She was also found guilty of using an unspecified prohibited substance or method in 2022 after irregularities were found in her biological passport. The tribunal accepted the argument she had taken a contaminated supplement but decided that would not have resulted in the concentration of Roxidat found in her urine sample. So, in other words, she must have been doping. She knew that she was guilty of these charges. The ban, backdated to October last year, runs out in 2026 when Hallett will be 35, a long way off for an ageing tennis player. And the scandal hasn't gone unnoticed by another grade of the game. Serena Williams lost to Halep at the 2019 Wimbledon final, denying her a record equaling 24th Grand Slam title and 8th at Wimbledon. Serena tweeted, Eight is a better number in what's been taken as a reference to a title she now feels should be hers. That's despite no suggestion that Halep was doping back then. Now, the Romanian is not only vowing to appeal the career-threatening suspension, but will also seek legal action against the company she claims gave her the contaminated supplements. Good luck with that. And that's your fast, fun hit of sport. Hit subscribe wherever you are, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, so you don't miss the F each morning. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.